people's Bibles handy, and we're going to sort of look at it in a little more detail a bit further in. Thank you, that's very good. He's beginning to say, Pop, because you wouldn't have thought that this holiday period would be away. You just look at this one. You can tell me they come back to that. If you believe me. So, Mark, we're beginning a series on the Gospel, Mark. Um, I'd like to ask you a question without you telling me the answer. But just that, how many have ever sat down on, a, on an afternoon when you got time and you're not hassled in the crowd? And you said, I'd like to read through the Gospel of Mark. Get yourself a cup of tea, get yourself a cup of tea, and you just read it. From beginning to end. Rather like a, a short story. About an hour and a half, that's how it's going to read it. Well, I don't ask you to put your hand there because that's the that's the increased authority from those who have done it. Um, it's one way of, and in fact, the best way of getting to the text. Um, I, I hope to ask you something today which will all be used to help you get in the text. But really, there's no place for your sitting and reading the text. It's like people telling you the story secondhand, you know, they summarize it. Did you see Lara Gigi last night? Oh, no. Uh, 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 yeah, this happened, and you say, well, that sounds very interesting. It's much better, isn't it? To go to the source with it. So, could I suggest, there's a source for you. Find some deeper things, a gap in your life. You need to just sit and read. You don't have to make notes, and you don't have to remind us what you've read either. Just read as it follows and see what sticks, what stuff. Okay? Fair? Good. Well, now, let's begin. The Gospel according to Mark, and this thing, if you look at one of the churches, really could be uh, entitled something like Beginning with the Holy Spirit. And I'd like, as it were, for us to go back, just to think about what it was like for those first people when the Gospel of Mark was written. So, if you go today, if you go to a shop and say, I'd like to buy a copy of the Gospel of Mark in the original language, which of course you would um, this is what you'd be given. There it is. The Gospel of Mark in the Greek that it was actually written in there. You can see it. Let's look more closely. Yeah. Well, we will look more closely. In a bit. Right. So there's Katamarkon, according to Mark. The piece is John the Baptist. Uh, the references in the other gospel. Then we've got the actual Greek text. You don't need to worry about that unless you get a Greek. Greek is quite easy. It just doesn't need working off steadily. Um, but it doesn't matter. There, there are lots of problems that can help you. But I'd just like to say, John Wesley thought it was so easy, he was teaching it to cowboys. He had no formal education whatsoever, but they still found it was helpful. So if you've got a little more time, as well as reading it, and you want to do a bit of Greek, it's like playing the guitar. The first bit is very easy and gives you value, and the next bit is really hard. But if you just do the first bit, you have got that extra value. So, there we are. Now, in those days, because this is what we've been given today, however, in those days, the first thing you'd notice is this. Well, the obvious thing is that the priest, the English head, heading of the God. That's his God. Yeah, so you don't get that. So you just got a language which is Greek. The next thing is, did you see a verse in there? 
I've got this is the way you see it. The quiz of the world. Because chapter headings, chapter divisions were introduced in the 13th century because people needed help to find where they were referring to passage. Otherwise, they just said, in Mark itself, you think, wow, where? And people had different schemes, and eventually, in the 13th century, they agreed on the Bible and chapter. And but then that was still quite random. And so, in the 15th century, they divided it into verses. So there weren't verses there. But for those first Christians who were having Mark yesterday, this is the most interesting thing. They didn't know the others. So they didn't have all those little bits underneath where you can pair with the two gospels and sources. And they didn't have the references where the gospels were just for them. And finally, most intriguingly, they didn't really have that happening. The gospels were first written anonymously, but people knew who was associated with them. And they according to Mark, but that was a bit later, for those who couldn't, who didn't know that much. So here we have just the text, and that's what they began with. Well, how would you begin with a text? Can I suggest three ways to say, get it going? Read the whole text and decide what kind of text it is. Look at the shape of it. And look for the key turning points in the text. Key moments where something happens that's significant and, and it plays on its every line. Right, seeing the text, we're looking slightly. These are ways in which the text, there are layers and layers of meaning in the text, and sometimes when we actually formalize how we look at it, these layers come to life and you can miss them if you just read them. So let's see, let's do those three now and see what we have. First, read the whole text and decide what kind of text it is. If you read the whole remark, you'll find it's a story. Yes? And you'll find it's about Jesus. Yes? And you'll find it talks about him coming, he's got a Dancing disciples, as a ministry, then he eventually goes to Jerusalem where he's crucified, and then he rises again. So that's the outline. But the interesting thing is this. If you look at what we just read, verses 1 to 13, that is the whole, according to Mark, of the first bit of Jesus' life. You see what's missing? What would you expect to be there in a, in a biology? Yes. The beginning. Yeah. Place, family, that's right. The heritage, what was the location? Where was he born? How did they know? All the business that some of the other gospels tell about Bethlehem and Andrews are not there. So this is not a standard biography. This is a particular kind of story. And in those days, they used to say that the preaching in the good news is called the Evangelium. That's the gospel, it's the duty of the gospel. And this is the first time anybody had written down the preaching of Jesus as a story. And so the, the title Gospel was transferred to the book Mark. It was called the Gospel of Mark, and after that, it got Matthew, Luke, and this type of used in that way. So we've got a special kind of story that doesn't do standard biography, but what does it do? Well, what we find is that Mark invites the reader to follow Jesus' story as if we were one of the disciples. And so the disciples, when they gather, they're a bit sort of uncertain who Jesus is, but they're following him. And as they go off and go on, they take what Jesus says, 
Now, this is what I this is what you see me do. This is what I want you to do. Jesus says, I, I'm going to take up my cross. I want you to take up my cross. And so the, the disciples and the reader become one. So Mark doesn't tell you very much. He lets you work it out as you travel with Jesus through the story. So this is a preaching 